0: you're listening to a podcast of the river in durant oklahoma we hope that what you're about to hear will bless you and empower you to live the life that god has called you to live we hope that it will strengthen you in faith and that it will help you better understand and better recognize who you are in christ jesus all right we're going to gather back in you don't want to miss this word Hearing such good reports from people. I love it. All right. And now I want to introduce our very close, mine and Dr. Holler's very close friends and confidant, <laughs> Pastor Curtis Coker, the previous pastor here. I got this. Hallelujah. Was that all I get? How about for joy? Come on, give it up. Yeah. I will not even holler for that. I sure need, I, I, I need my, my preaching helpers in the back somewhere. I got some preachers back there in the back that's fixing to get on the instruments. How's everybody doing? Good. It is good. Everybody stand up. Everybody face this wall. Reach out your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless Pastor John right now at the congregation in which he's with. Father, I thank you that your word is going forth right now to change the very purpose of the church, the very direction of the church. Father, I thank you that religious spirits are being removed at this very moment in time. Father, I thank you that Troy, the pastor, will have a clean slate to promote your good news. In Jesus' name we pray and bless that event and all God's people said? Amen. Amen. You may sit back down. Get on up there. Get on up there. I'm still missing one. No, he's up there. He's good. All right. Oh, I, just do that again. Can you feel that? All right. Now, I'm real tired of church as being normal. And uh, I'm not, but that's why I'm here, because you're not normal. That's right. I know this church. I know I am. And one of the problems we have in church... In American church, is that we always look at scripture and don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but we focus so much on theology and doctrine that we miss the story. Amen. Amen. See, in the Jewish culture, they see things in the function of what's being said, not the form. Americans see the form. If I say that God has wings, what do you see? They don't see the wings. They see what the wings do. You see, that's the difference between function and form. And that, because of the way we think, that puts us into the realm of, or the mindset of looking for doctrine and theology instead of missing the very heart or the purpose of the story. It's like reading Jack and Jill and trying to come up with some kind of clever understanding. when It's just a story. And another thing the children of Israel do, or the Jewish people, even to this day, they put themselves, instead of looking at doctrine and theology, they put themselves in the story to see what and, and, and what part they're playing. What part do they play in that story? You know, uh, are they this person or this person? Sometimes in some of the stories, you can be all the people at some time in your life. You know, when it talks about someone judging somebody else, you can be, well, that's... That's me. Or you can be the one that's been being judged. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a matter of what? Perspective. Perspective. And what you're going through. Uh, Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 27, uh, verse 20. And we're going to start this morning and we're going to talk about uh, the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul at this point in time in his life, uh, he had been taken prisoner. And you realize that during the time of the New Testament church, the Apostle Paul even though there were other great apostles preaching and teaching the Word of God, I don't know if there's another person that I would consider being uh, more important to the body of Christ than the Apostle Paul. Amen. Right. And so you have the greatest person, apostle, at the point this point in time, the Apostle Paul was taken prisoner. He was under arrest for preaching the gospel. And we're going to go through this really quick. We're not going to talk about the whole story, and we could, but we only have today to what? They told me 2 o'clock, so (laughs) so just, just, just if I, it's now, now you're in the field. You're getting there. Okay, you're getting there. That's it. All right. But he was arrested for preaching the gospel and he was accused of doing things that he hadn't done. And do you realize that some people even thought he was the person called the Egyptian. Have you ever heard of the Egyptian? No. There's a group of there was many people that were, there were 44 different messiahs at at this time and period of season, and and Jesus was the only one that uh, re- resurrected from the grave, you understand? And all these uh, other messiahs had all been persecuted and killed because they knew who they were, they knew their name. And what we need to see, in, when we look at church in the scripture, we need to look at the surroundings at the time and the way it was then, because when you're taken prisoner, we just don't think, you know... he. You know, no, he was a prisoner. It was a, for something, he was preaching the gospel and he was accused of something he hadn't done and being somebody that he wasn't, that this Egyptian fellow, he he had like 4,000 assassins that went around at night killing government officials, Romans and stuff like that, trying to you know, create the, uh, prove that he was the Messiah. And so they thought Paul was this, Egyptian and that's in Acts chapter 21 you can read about it Uh, I encourage you to open your Bible and read because there's some good stories quit looking for doctrine and theology and read the stories you know I don't get that no read the stories and that's what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about this story where where the Apostle Paul uh, was uh, and he wanted to go to Rome Uh, he was in Jerusalem and he felt he wanted to go to Rome now you have the most important person in the body of Christ at this point in time wanting to go to the most important city in the world you got that the most important person going to the most (laughs) important city in the world because everywhere he went even in Jerusalem he had just come out of Jerusalem on his journey and he just got through displaying the gospel to all the courts of Jerusalem and now he's going to the largest court in the world to display the gospel. And they took him prisoner for preaching the gospel, accused him of things he didn't do. And now he's on a boat that he really didn't have to be on. And he's on this boat in Acts chapter 27, verse 20. And he's on it for a while and they're making their way around the Mediterranean Sea. And I've been there, so I have a little bit of understanding about the way the Mediterranean Sea's uh, set up. But they're following the coast because the winds are kind of contrary to the direction they want to go, and they're having to take shelter behind or sail behind certain islands so they can make their sails, their I'll turn this way, up and around the Mediterranean. The so Jerusalem's over here, and they're trying to make their way up and around this way to get to Rome, which is way up here. You got that? And so they're trying to dodge the wind because they don't have motors and they don't have GPSs and, you know, and they're... They don't want to get lost. And and this is a process of time. And so this is where this story picks up in Acts chapter 27, verse 20, after they come down to a little place called Fairhaven. And if you ever look find Fairhaven on your map, everybody turn to the back of your Bible where you got... How many people have your Bibles? Okay, just look at your maps. Look at the one that looks like the Mediterranean Sea. You might even have a little place called Fairhaven. And they're in Fairhaven, and they're trying to make their way over to a little bitty place that they can take shelter for the winter because Fairhaven wasn't set up for the winter uh, survival on the ocean. So they're trying to make their way over from Fairhaven to this other place. And even though they had been in a storm that had been contrary, causing all kinds of havoc, and they're experienced sailors another storm comes up. You're rockling Now what happens when you have a name on a storm? Is it a good storm? Or is it a bad storm? This is a bad storm. It's got a name. Now this is where we p- pick up. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days. Now how many people know that how they used to guide themselves and find their way? What would they use? The stars. So you got to read the story. Don't look for doctrine in this. What's this tell you when you read this? Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. See, this isn't the beginning of the story of his journey. This is the very beginning. In the very middle of the start of the story, even though the storm had been, it got worse right here and now. And they couldn't see the sun. They couldn't see the stars. They couldn't see the moon or the land. It was it was so over. Listen, the wind was bad, blowing them off course. They couldn't sail. They didn't know where they're at. And this is where we pick up. And it had gotten so bad, what had happened? They had lost all hope. I got a question for you. I might pick on y'all a lot today. I don't know. You're pretty close. to Have you ever been in a situation? You didn't know where you were going. You didn't know how you got there. And the tempest was so bad, you lost all hope. Does that fit anybody in here? So the Apostle Paul was on a boat that he didn't need to be on, was accused of something he didn't do, and was arrested for preaching the gospel. And now he's on a boat that's caught in a storm that he really didn't have to go through. And before they left, the centurion, hmm, what should I do? That's the Roman soldier. And the helmsman said, we can go. The owner of the ship and the other sailor said, we can do it. Paul said don't go. Paul said don't go because I perceive that we will lose the ship, we will lose the cargo and we'll lose all life that this journey will end up very bad. Well guess who he listened to? He didn't listen to he didn't listen to Paul but he listened to the helmsman and he listened to the sailors about what to do and so they took off into the storm and they got caught and they got in a situation. Have you ever been in a situation that wasn't your fault? No. That it was somebody else's stupid decision that got you where you're at. You told him not to go. Amen. Don't date that boy. He's no good, but you did anyway. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Don't take that job. That job, just because it's more money, it's not going to be good for you. You took it anyway and you got fired the next week. See, sometimes it's not someone else's dumb decision. <laughs> sometimes it's ours. Now, sometimes we blame it on the devil, but you know what? Sometimes I just think that we get confused because it starts with the same letter. Devil indecision. It's not always the devil that made you do what you did. Sometimes it's just a dumb decision. But you're there anyway. And you've got to deal with it. You ever been there? You ever been in a position or a situation where the storms are rough, you've given up all hope, you don't know how you got there, and you're looking for a reason? And what's Paul tell him? Next verse. but after long absence from food then Paul stood in the midst of them and said men <laughs> this is how spiritual he is you should have listened to me <laughs> you ever heard that from someone you've done something wrong I told you so <laughs> where's Linda no <laughs> I, just, I just felt that spirit come on me <laughs> I told you so can't you see that happening you shouldn't have done that You shouldn't have went there. See, Paul's so spiritual, he couldn't help but, you know, but he didn't stay there. Look what he says. But after a long absence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men! Now he's a prisoner. He's not a captain. He's not a, let's say the word leader. At this point in time, he's a... He's a leper. No one wants to touch him. He, not, I mean, he's not a leper, but he, he's a leper because no one wants to be. You ever, you ever make a decision that takes you to a place in life that you don't seem to have any friends left? <laughs> no. Woo! Why? Because you're a leper. Yes. They don't want what you got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so see, he wasn't a leader here. And he says this. He says, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred such disaster and loss. Next verse. And now I'm, I'm going to read a couple of verses. And now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you but only the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and I serve. Stop right there. So he's standing in front of them saying, you should have listened to me. But see, how many times in our our life do we come across people that are in situations they are because they have dumb decisions, they've made dumb decisions, and you want to sit there and tell them why they're in that place, in that storm? Well, you wouldn't have been there if you just would have followed my advice. (laughs) See, Apostle Paul almost got trapped in that. But he didn't stay there. Because then, see, see, sometimes the people in your life, I just, just a word of encouragement to ministry to you, sometimes the people in your life don't need a reason. They need a reassurance. Amen. Yeah. And this is where Paul takes over in the spirit. Because he gets off the reason. He says, listen, if you would listen to me, you wouldn't be here. But, I like that one. But, last night, an angel of the God that I belong. Yes. You understand the angel of the God that I belong, and the one that I serve. Yeah. The reason I'm on this ship, and the reason you hadn't believed what I've said to believe. Amen. That God. Amen. Told me through an angel that I saw right. in the night that everyone's going to be saved. We're just going to show up. Our... See, sometimes people just didn't. Sometimes you just need a reminder of who God is. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's like your child when you tell him to do something and he doesn't want to do it. And you say, Well, I told you to do it. Well, if you just tell me why, I'll do it. I'm not the kind of person that can do something without knowing the reason. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need a reason, you just need a revelation because the reason won't cause you to go through the storm but a revelation will a revelation of who God is a revelation that he'll never forsake you he'll never leave you you can approach the throne of grace boldly in a time of need in the middle of your storm quit looking for a reason and start praying for a revelation you can't fight the devil with a reason because that can change yes But you get a revelation and now you can stand the storm. You can stand the storm. Come on, church. Come on, church. Quit looking for a reason and start bringing reassurance. Quit looking for a reason and start looking for the revelation because that's what got Paul over. We're going to see how important the revelation is that caused Paul to respond the way he did. Because in the storm that you're in, it all determines your response on how you come out. Mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm, all mm alright Let's go back to Scripture. I think we're on verse 22. 23, For, For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong. Hear that word belong. Isn't that powerful? Amen. Oh, that's like, <sighs> he's my daddy. That's right, I'm his child. He and he got a revelation. of a, He had a reminder that was a re- revelation in the midst of the sur- that He's my God. And he sent an angel to speak to me. I saw him and I heard him. And he told me, we're all going to be okay. But, next verse. Saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. Now, wait a minute. The angel is telling Paul that he has to be somewhere else in the future. So what he's going through today is not as big as where he's going. So the problems that you're facing today because of the revelation of what God's What God has planned for you in the future is much greater than the little bitty, itty-bitty storms you're going through today that sometimes we're letting keep us down because we're wondering why we got in this situation looking for reasons instead of revelation. The reasons won't get you out of the storm. The revelation will. The revelation will give you something to respond to. The revelation will direct your path give you courage to stand in faith. Oh, I'm going to get excited here for a second. We, this, just, we're, this just the introduction. What? It'll give you hope. Man, that's powerful. They lost all hope, didn't they? And the reason, that listen, the revelation brought them hope now because Paul promoted that. It just wasn't for Paul It was for every life that was on the ship. Okay, go back to Scripture, please. Saying, you not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. See, he had the premonition that everybody would be lost. See, somebody was praying. You didn't get that. Somebody in the midst of the storm... Like Paul had been praying, and he requested the lives of everybody. And what's it say? God has granted. you only granted something when you asked for. It. He had granted. See, it just Paul's eyes just weren't on Paul. Paul's eyes were on the people around him. Yes. Mm. I think that's the key to Christianity right there yeah. and indeed, God has granted you all those who sell with you. next verse, therefore, take heart, see there's that compassion there's that there's that reassurance. He's telling them again to take heart, be of hope, have you know it's going to be all right. It says, Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe. Say, I believe. Oh, God. That should be in such capital. For I believe. Do you believe? See, because of the revelation, he believes now. He believes that what God said will happen. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe. Do you believe the word of God that's been given to you to get you out of the storm? You're going to be challenged. Don't want to look for a reason. The reason won't help you. The revelation will save you. Amen. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. Next verse. Amen. However, we must run aground on a certain island. See, it's the word word of wisdom. He didn't know, does he know what ground? Angels just told him, you're going to run aground. He said the ship's going to be lost, the cargo's going to be lost, but no life is going to be lost. The most important thing, no life will be lost. Now let's go to uh, Acts chapter 28, verse 1. Acts chapter 28, verse 1. Now, the storm raged on for days. Uh, we're not going to go into all this, but we're going to get to the point where he lands on that island, and it says this. Now, when they had escaped, not not, not bondage, but they had escaped the storm. It says, now when they had escaped or were safe, they found out that the island was called Malta. Malta in, a, in the Greek means refuge. See, grace doesn't keep the things from happening in your life, but it gives you a place now to stand. Amen gives you a place to stand. Yes. Now let's go back to Paul for a second. Let's go to verse 2. And the natives, say natives. 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 And in Greek that's actually barbarians. And why were they called barbarians or natives? Because Paul didn't speak their language. He was on an unfamiliar place that he had never been. An unfamiliar place on an unfamiliar land with a language he didn't speak people that he didn't know. The vessel he was on was shipwrecked and he literally floated to shore on a two-by-four. Anybody been in a place because of someone else's decision that was unfamiliar with you? Where you didn't speak the language? It was foreign to you. A circumstance that you didn't plan on being, but you ended up being. Where was he supposed to be going? He's supposed to be going to Rome. The most important engagement of his existence. He finds himself in Malta. You ever been to Malta? Sure you have. You ever been in a job that you lost? You ever been in a relationship that broke up? you didn't plan on because someone else made the decision and you didn't? Don't agree with me too much because they may be sitting right next to you. (laughs) You ever been in a situation in life where you're alive? It's rainy. It's cold. You got seaweed around your neck. And you're taking a breath. (sighs) Go back to Scripture, please. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. And just when you think nothing else could happen you've been on a boat that you shouldn't have been on taking a journey you didn't have to go that way being accused of things you didn't do for preaching a gospel that you're called by your God to do with a group of people that didn't follow your leadership because you're a leper ended up on a bank of an island called Malta not knowing which direction they even were and it's raining and cold, and you're wet, and you don't think it can get any worse. You think you've made it out of the storm. And all of a sudden, when you go to help the natives with the firewood, isn't that the next story? Next verse. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, and laid them on the fire. I said, "How many people ever started a fire before when it's cold?" I said, "When it's cold, no. You live down south. You never started a fire when it's cold. We live in Minnesota. We start the fires when it's cold. Oh yeah. Okay. But the, this this story actually reminds me of Dialin. He's not here, so I can talk to him. Because because when we we up there in, in, in the Boundary Waters, who was always getting the wood for the fire?" Dialin. If you want a fire when you're cold and, he, and he'll sacrifice his wetness and his comfort, Dialin is a man you want camping with you because he'll find the wood and he'll make you a fire. And that's like Paul was. Here he was. He, no one had listened to him. He's all this stuff about his, why he's there and why he shouldn't be there. And he's not like some preachers that can't do nothing for themselves. He He's out there helping the natives do and bring comfort to. 276 other people. That's how many people were there. Now, I know this from starting fires because I've started fires in the cold. And when you get a fire started and there's a bunch of cold people, which way do the the people face? If this is the fire, do they sit like this going, Oh, oh, oh. Or do they turn like this and face the fire? Oh, they face the fire. Yes. Now, I, I, I meditated on this story. And I'm going, why? Why is this so important? I'm not looking for theology. I'm not looking for doctrine. I'm looking for emotion. I'm looking for why this story is there. I'm looking for the, why? See, gotta, you have snakes down here, right? Rattlesnakes, stuff like that. If you reach into a, a bunch of wood, is that snake going to bite you? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. But did it bite him? No. No. When did the snake bite? Why didn't the snake bite him when he reached in and disturbed where the snake was at? He reaches in, grabs the bundle of wood and carries it over to the fire where there's light. Say light. Light. It's dark. dark. And the fire produces light and he brings it over to the fire and the snake doesn't show itself doesn't bite him until he places the snake over the fire where everybody's watching you ever been in a situation where everybody's seeing what you're going through and they're waiting to see how you respond yes amen Do you like that bass? I like it. You like cymbals? You like drums? I like it all. Guess who I got up there? And if y'all just sit there. (laughs) So here's the story Paul's got the bundle of wood over the fire, and the viper reaches up and latches. He just didn't bite him. He latched. You know, you can be bit like, boom, off. No. He locked you He latched on. And I can just, I got a good imagination. I can just see Paul go, ah. Oh, I'm bit. And everybody's going, oh, he's bit. Because every the, the light is on every everybody's watching. Matter of fact, the natives, what 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 you what what's this? Next verse. So when the natives saw. <laughs> You see that? So when the native saw the creature hanging, see if you're just bit, but when it latches, that's hanging. You got it. You see, it's longer than a bite. It's just, I mean, he latched on. He locked jawed here. Oh, viper! So when the native saw the creature hanging from his hand, th- this is why you don't listen to people. You ever been in a situation? where you lost all hope and everything has come to an end and you don't think it can get any worse, (laughs) and all of a sudden, it gets worse. And people around you said, what did you do to deserve what you got? Bless God. What did you do? What kind of sin have you been in? Come on now. Come on now. How many times have you looked at somebody how many times have you looked at somebody? See, that's what the Jewish people do. They put themselves in all the different parts to play. Looked at somebody and said, what did that preacher do? <laughs> Got, it. Got him, didn't you God? <laughs> Look what they said. That, that's, just, that's too fun to do. you know. <sighs> so, so, so when the natives saw the creature hanging from the hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man Who didn't die in the storm. What's it say here? No doubt this man is a murderer. That's right. He did something. He deserved. Whom through, though though he has escaped the sea. Next verse. Yet justice. One version says the goddess justice will not allow him to live. (laughs) He got what he deserved. He did something. Did Paul do anything? Remember he was preaching the gospel that God called him to preach. It's called the mystery, not the history. And he was thrown in jail for things that he didn't do. He was on a boat he didn't have to be on. He went through the storm because of other people's stupid decisions that didn't follow his advice because he's a leopard, not a leader. God gave him revelation instead of a reason to get him to respond in this situation. Watch this justice does not allow to live next verse everybody say but but But. everybody say "But." But. but but he shook off the creature he shook off the snake while everybody's watching see when everybody's watching your life wondering what you're supposed to do in life. You've, you're in a position in a place that you've never been. I need a little help for preaching here, gentlemen. You're in a situation that you didn't cause, and maybe you did. It was a stupid decision on your part or somebody else's part, and you thought, all oh, life has come to an end. And all of a sudden, you're just trying to live life. And something else comes across, makes things worse than you ever thought they could be when you thought you'd come out of the fire. And all of a sudden, a snake gets up. And what's Paul do? Because he had a revelation and not a reason, he was able to shake it off. He was able to shake it off. He was able to shake it off. you got to learn to shake it off. All you gotta shake it off. Get over what you've gone through. Get past it. Get rid of it. Shake it all. Turn this up. Shake it off. Come on. Shake it off. Shake it off. Oh. Shake it off. Oh. Act like a bull. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Come on. Shake it off. Get past it. Come on. Come on. You gotta shake it off. Oh, come on, shake it off. I can't move. The whole world's watching. You wouldn't be here if you hadn't already you, wouldn't have already. you wouldn't be here if you hadn't already shaken it off once. You people here have already shaken it off because you had a revelation of who your God is that you belong to, and that you got purpose in life for living. And the future is greater than the present. You gotta shake it off. Do it again. Shake it off. Shake it off. Come on. Come on. Come on. Shake it off. Get that religious spirit off of you. Shake it off. Get it rid of it. Shake it off. Woo! Oh! Come on! Oh, I get all excited. get past it, but I, I shake it off, come on, you ever wonder why I'm not Baptist, hallelujah, come on, now that, that may not, that's good preaching, you know what I'm saying, you got to shake it off. It is that simple. You've got to get past the snake by bit but not bitter. Come on. Don't hang around. Don't let it hang on. Be of good cheer. God will never leave you nor forsake you. You can approach the throne of grace boldly in the time I need. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is already yours. Come on, church. Come on. What does the word say? The angel just brought a word. We got a book full of it. That's right. yeah. Yeah. Come on. Amen. That word you had was right on, girl. Yes. See how that fit? You see that, don't you? Yeah. I walked over and told Joyce that she's on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, see, that'd be a great place to stop. But there's more to the story. That's right. Now, you, want me, you want me, it's almost 12. Do you want me to go on or to stop? I mean, I can... You're not Russians? Okay. That's not the end of the story. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Next verse. Watch this people again. Next verse. However, they were expecting that he would swell up. (laughs) See, people were expecting you to quit, but you're still here you're still here you're in the house of God on a Sunday doing what believers do you're having faith you're being excited about the word of God people around you that have been watching said he ain't gonna make it they're giving you all these kind of opinions well I would have left him too girl Mm -hmm. yeah if I'd been hurt I left a long time ago Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I communicated, but I tried. People giving you all kinds of advice. I just read it. I just see. Read the Bible for what it said. Quit looking. Yes, we need to understand doctrine and theology, but don't miss the story. That's right. It's a good story. However, I like that word. They were expecting that he'd swell up and suddenly fall down dead. That means his family, the people around him, looking at the outside circumstances. The inside, didn't think he was going to make it. But <laughs> after they had looked for a long time, notice they didn't offer any aid. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see that? Yeah. Oh, that boy's bit. Let's just turn our back on it. Wow. No. Oh, see, put yourself... Wait wait, minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe you're not the one in the picture that's been bit. Maybe somebody in your family had been bit. And you didn't expect him to make it and didn't offer any aid. And you just been watching for the day when he said, I'll give up. But you're still here, at church. Yes, amen. You're still here. You ought to get this in your heart because you're still here. No matter what your family's gone through, no matter what people have told about you, you've already been shaking it off. You just need to understand next time it happens, you need a revelation because it wasn't the... Fa- did, did Paul sit down and go, oh no, I have been bit. No, <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to turn into a walker now. And I don't mean Texas Ranger. A little slow back there in the the booth. (laughs) All right, all right. However, they were expecting that he would swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they had not given him aid, I throw that in there, but looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him. This is why you don't listen to people. Next verse. Amen watch this next verse they changed their minds all of a sudden that person that was a murderer is now God see your response will determine their opinion oh boom. that's good Oh, you, remember? Thank you Sound person, of course. They changed their minds and said, He's a God. Come on now. You don't listen to people's opinion. You don't take a survey. You've got a revelation that will determine your response in a situation. And if you got the revelation and you have the proper response... What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. Come on. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch this verse. In that region, there was an estate of a leading citizen. Don't don't I read that so... I mean, give me a break. Read the story with some emotion, some feeling, and see what's happening. In that region, there was an estate. Now, this you've got to read really what this says in, in the translation. But it says, In that region, there was an estate of a leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. So, how many days have passed since he's been bit? Now they think he's a god. So, here's this person that shouldn't have gone through what he went through. Now he's in the leader of the island, the chief barbarian. And now he's in his house being treated courteously. I mean, give me a break. He's being taken care of because he has lots of honor and respect because he's overcome death. His revelation caused him to respond in a way that created great honor amongst the Maltons, the place that he wasn't supposed to be. Remember, he was supposed to be going to Rome, the greatest anointed minister of the New Testament church and the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ is stuck in a little place called Malta. Malta. Have you ever wondered, man, my anointing is bigger than where I'm at. I got a bigger call than where I find myself today or there's something bigger for me that I'm supposed to be experiencing, and there's a life I'm supposed to be living that the Bible says is much bigger than where I'm at. Have you ever found yourself in Malta? Have you ever found yourself in a job you never planned on having and it's not providing what you need to live the life that you want to live? Because someone else's, or maybe your, I'm just going to say, decision. Or something you did. Or maybe something you didn't do. But you know the word says it. That there's a greater life. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is yours. The promises of God are yes and amen. And you find yourself in Malta. A little bitty place. You don't realize where Malta's at. I wish I had the map to show you. It's nowhere close to Rome. It's way out in the middle of the Mediterranean. If they wouldn't have hit that island, they would have landed up in Africa. In that region, there was a, an estate of a leading citizen of an island whose name was Publius, who received us with uh, received us and entertained us uh, courteously for three days. Next verse, and it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Now, I got an imagination. But dysentery, back then, you died. And he had a fever. It was called the Malta fever. You ever been in a community or an area where everybody thought alike? (laughs) Am I meddling? (laughs) Don't laugh like that. You're giving it away. Have you been in an area? Have you ever been in a family? that thought the same way because great-granddaddy thought that way? You ever been in a city that just felt like you weren't good enough and no one in the city was? And Paul comes in, who they thought was a murderer, but he survived the storm. He survived the snake bite and they thought he was a god and I can just see Paul sitting there being I love, entertained courteously sitting back at dinner enjoying the food he'd been cold been wet now he's dry, he's full there's a period of time they'd eaten for 14 days during a storm and all of a sudden Publius's dad is brought in he got the malt the fever and the dysentery, incurable. And Paul, you ever see those movies where the, the actor is in, in the part and all of a sudden he realizes the actor on camera and he stops for a second and turns and looks in the camera and goes, <laughs> I can almost see Paul going, uh-oh, all of that, storm, jail, not listening to me, stupid decision shipwreck, two by four, wet, cold, rain, snake bite. Maybe this is the reason. I'm in Malta. Maybe there was a reason after all, but it wasn't important because a revelation is what gave him the power. But maybe the Holy Spirit, he began to see, "Uh uh-oh, wait a minute. I'm in a land that I don't know, being treated like a God with lots of honor and respect, and in comes... Now see, right here is the key to the whole story. Everybody got me? Key to the whole story. What is Paul going to say? What is Paul going to do? At this point in time, he has a choice in life to make his life focus on the misery that he had gone through or turn it into a mission. Maybe this is why. And so what Paul, I believe, thought, he says, and once he saw Publius's father, he goes, hmm, what am I going to do in Malta? I think he said, well, I'm going to do what I did in Jerusalem. Because where you're at doesn't change what you're supposed to do. And so he reached out and prayed for publius father and he was healed somebody's happy just save that you missed the miracle are you ready for the you ready for that little clip again all right shake your I thought you'd love that clip what you need to understand, church, is the same hand that the miracle came through to hear Publius' father from dysentery and the mouth fever, fever was the same hand that had been bit by the snake. Yeah. Don't let what's happened to you keep you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't turn bitter. Take the power. Listen, the very place that you've been bit yeah. is the very place and which God's going to use to bring a miracle. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Woo! Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> Come on. Shake it off. Get it off. Touch somebody. Go around and touch somebody. Come on. Take it off. Shake it off, shake it off. Come on. Shake it off. Come on. Oh! Come on. Come on, get on with life. Bob, see see. Publish's problem turned in to Paul's opportunity. See, most of the times if we're in Paul's position, we're thinking about me. Oh, I got bit. But maybe, maybe. See, when Paul landed on the island that he didn't know what it was, he thought he needed the island. But maybe the island needed Paul. Yes. Come on now, because read the next verse. Read the next verse. Maybe the island needed Paul. Maybe that place that you're in Malta at needs you to yes. bring the gospel. Read it says, so then this was done. The rest of those on the island. who had also came and were healed. So Publius' house turned into a revival center. He didn't know fancy church building. He just opened up his doors and people and they got healed and they got shaved. See while they were focused on the wreck God was preparing for revival. While you're focused on your problems oh what's God doing? What's God doing? He's preparing for a revival. He's preparing people's eyes to see you shake something off. Yeah. The problem is we don't want to go through nothing because we're American. <laughs> we don't have no persecution. We like it easy. That's why we have no testimonies, is because we don't want to go through the test. Amen. Oh, that hurts somebody. Somebody's letting their test. Getting away of the money. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Come on, shake it off. Shake it off. Get over it. You, go ahead and put the next verse. I mean, I can stop here. It's 12 o'clock. I did pretty good. It's right. I got three minutes. Next verse, verse 10. They also honored him in many ways. And when they departed, they provided such things as were your provision for the future is in the fulfillment of purpose today. What they needed, they lost it all, but what they needed to get to where Paul was to go to preach in the greatest city in all the world. Amen. They provided him to do that. Where you're at, you're Malta. If you're faithful in your purpose and shake off the problems, you'll find the provision to take you where God has you to go. Amen. That's good preaching. Let's all stand up. Let's all stand up. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Father, I believe in my heart. I have delivered your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that the hearts have received your word. I trust that your word will make manifest and transform. And as we leave this place, Holy Spirit, thank you for those here that have shaken it off. Thank you for those that are here that are going to continue to shake it off. Hey Whitney, as we leave this place, let's shake it off. Good. Come on, shake it off, Jerks. How's that, bro? Shake it. Shake it off. Shake it off. It's all yours. You. 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 Hallelujah.